What's up, Freedom Church family? We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that God's word is crucial to experiencing his true freedom. We pray that you will find hope and that God will speak to you wherever you are through today's message. Come on, let's give God a praise right there. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. God, we are so thankful to be in this place. So thankful for your presence. So thankful for your faithfulness. We honor you and we lift your name up high. We surrender everything at your feet. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And your word does not return to you void. We declare victory in the name of Jesus. We declare that you will do what you said you'll do. We declare your promises over our lives. Your word, your faithful word. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give God a hand praise. Amen. I um I had a scheduled uh, somebody special to bring the word today, probably like about a month ago, and um, I had to battle within myself to be able to to let it go because God started downloading some messages in my mind about how He's our shepherd and how important that is to know that you have a shepherd that his name is not Israel Suarez, it's Jesus. And he's the shepherd that we need, amen. But to me, um, it was a timely thing that God chose this particular person to bring the word. And so I'm honored that she'll be able to bring the word because she has the word for tonight, amen. And um, what can I say about this person? Well, I live with her. <laughs> I hear her snore. But most importantly, I see how she lives life. And I know that she lives life and that she's not going to get up here and tell you something she's not gone through. That her following Jesus is truly what she does is not what she says amen and so it's my privilege to have my beautiful wife to come up here and deliver the word tonight so can we give her a Can we just give it one more time for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? <laughs> the ones who makes all promises come true. The one that brought me here tonight because he knows that I would not be able to do it without my own strength. Amen. <laughs> all right. So I, you could just ask Pastor 
the struggle we went through just to get here today. Just to get here today, the, you know, the enemy knows what we have in store, but obviously, you know, God over overcomes, right? Um, our car overheated, have, you know, coming to church, so we had to turn back, change the car seats, put him in the other car, come. Before that, we were having some deep conversations. I feel like I've been crying for the last three days. Um, and it's just, you know, things that the enemy does and puts in your way just to stop you from doing um, what he has called you for. Amen. Uh, this is a great honor and a privilege to be up here. It's not easy. This is not an easy ground to stand on. Um, but uh, I did it out of obedience to God. Amen. And also, you know, it's your birthday, so I, I, it, it would be fair, right, to just give you a rest, restful Sunday just for you to listen to the word. Amen. Uh, furthermore, I just want to excuse myself for my shortness of breath. Please be patient with me. Uh, you're going to be hearing me sound like a dog, <laughs> like running out of breath for water. <laughs> Amen. Um, but I will not take much of your time. Don't worry. I won't be here like for three hours like Pastor Israel has you. So just give me a couple of minutes of your time. Amen. Um, so I'm going to be preaching under the title, Adjust Your Posture. Amen. Adjust Your Posture. Um, so I am so excited. You know why? Because I get to this time, call him out in front of everybody since he always does it to me every Sunday. So this is payback, baby, like you say. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so we know Pastor Israel. He's now in this working out phase. Every time I get home from work, he's still in the gym hitting it hard in the garage, all sweaty, um, trying to, you know, show off. Especially he just says a lot up here. He's just, he's showing off, you know. Um, but we know his birthday is coming around the corner, 36 years, almost hitting his 40s. Um, <laughs> it's downhill from now. <laughs> and we know, <laughs> we know the age pains that happen um, when working out. Um, so I just wanted to recall that a little bit on that. <laughs> Amen. So you can all join me um, in the word. I'm going to be reading from Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Amen. And we read the word in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It says, I will stand my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. The Lord's answer. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. 
Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Amen. Join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts, Father God, giving you thanks, giving you honor for everything that you do each and every day for us. Father God, allow me, Father God, to be your instrument today. May this word penetrate just like the sword of two edges, Father God. May it penetrate deep in the heart and in the soul and in the minds of everybody in this place. May your spirit abide in this place. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you. Amen. You may have a seat. So just to recall, don't expect me to be doing backflips like Pastor Israel does on every Sunday, bringing down the word. That's not me. <laughs> I will do the best I can uh, to deliver. So, yeah, don't expect that. But do expect to... <clears throat> to hear the word of God and let it penetrate deep in your hearts. Amen. Um, so this is just a, a summary of the book of um, Habakkuk, right? The book of Habakkuk uh, begins with him crying out to God. He's a prophet. He's crying out to God for an answer to why God's chosen people are allowed to suffer in their captivity. The Lord gives his answer to him. Essentially stating, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Habakkuk then follows up by saying, okay, you are God, but still tell me more about why this is happening. God then answers him again and gives him more information. Then tells the earth to be silent before him. Then Habakkuk rises a prayer express, expressing his strong faith in God, even through these trials. Okay. So tonight I just want to give you three steps to adjust our posture. Right? Three steps to adjust our posture. So the first step is to position yourself to hear from God. Position yourself to hear from God. Habakkuk stationed himself and climbed onto the ramparts. So what are the ramparts? So it's a defensive wall of a castle or walled city, having broad tops with a walkway, right? So let's just say he climbed that tower, right, to hear from God. Um, we need to seek him wherever and whenever. Amen? Um, that includes... For me, it's really hard as, as a mom, as a, having a full-time job. It's sometimes really hard to go into these high places to seek our Lord. Um, sometimes that might be our vehicle. Sometimes that might be our shower while we're sitting on the toilet. Hey, let's be real. Let's keep it real. That reminds me of just pastor, you know, he, he, about 30 minutes, even more. So let's just, let's just say, you know, he's just seeking God. He's seeking his word <laughs> right where he's at. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm coming for him today. <laughs> um, you know, it might be our closet. So we need to just find that place even in our difficult times, even if it's difficult. Um, 
So even, for example, the difference between even this morning, okay? Usually every morning, every Sunday morning, I have, he goes into his man cave, his office. Most of you have seen it. Um, his reclinable chair, his massage chair that he has, all that. He's set for him. He takes his Bible, his iPad, closes the door, and he's hours there. While I'm on the other side, taking care of the girls, taking them a bath, getting breakfast ready, bringing his coffee. Here you go, Pastor. Here's your coffee. Giving him his space. Whereas me today, I try going into my closet, you know, into my space. But here comes Grace. Mom, I need this. Mom, I need that. Here comes Joy. I need this. I need that. Here comes Pastor himself. Babe, what do you think about this and that? And I'm like, I feel like I'm never going to get this, this uh, message done. Um, so you could just know those differences. So it might not be a perfect timing or a perfect place for us to find him and seek him. Um, so I do take advantage on my way to work. And I'm here. That's where I'm praying. That's where I'm meditating. In the shower, my perfect place, relaxing moment. I let my tears down. I bring it to him as well. Uh, but we need to be able to find that secret place. We need to be able to go to those heights, right? We need to position ourselves to hear from him. Amen. Uh, the word of God is not a checklist, you know. It's not a checklist uh, for your daily routine. Um, and some of us, you know, Christians, let's keep it real, we put... We need, we need, I need to pray and read the word, check, check, let's move on. Um, and we just put the word of God as a checklist to just uh, get it out of our way. Uh, but this also reminds me of uh, constantly reminding pastor, hey, you know, you need to be a little more romantic. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, but then when he does it, it's like, ah, that's because I told you to do it. So it doesn't really mean anything, you know, or... Um, or he's just doing it just to check it off. Uh, and, you know, as a, as a lady, us women, we're very sensitive to that, you know. We want it for it to come from your heart, you know. want it to come from you itself. So we could just imagine if we are uh, reading the word or just doing a quick prayer to check it off our list, how is it that our Savior, our Lord, feels about that. If we're not being intentional and purposeful in the way we're bringing it to him. Amen. So that's what I'm saying. When we position ourselves, this is not just physically, this is not just a checkoff list, but this is spiritual as well. We need to do it with a hundred percent effort um, and continue to position ourselves to hear from God, no matter what it takes, you know. We must be in posture of expectations. We need to expect to receive. Our posture and mindset will align to our expectation. Uh, if we don't expect, we will never see results. Amen? I need to catch my breath. Okay. <laughs> Habakkuk went to this position with a proper attitude. He anticipated an answer from God and was willing to watch. So in the Bible, um, the meaning of watch means to wait for it. Because he states, and watch to see what he will say to me. So to watch means to wait for it. Um, a lot of us are very quick. We expect something 
like uh, to come out of the microwave, you know? Um, And this reminds me of me the other day. I was literally on the phone for 40 minutes waiting uh, for this appointment. I got tired of waiting. I hung up. I'm like, let me call him again because these people have me on hold too long. So when the lady answers again, yeah, I need to transfer you again. Unfortunately, now you're in the last of the list, so now you have to wait again. And then when I went to wait, it said I had to wait 44 minutes. So I'm like, I was almost there. I, it was 40 minutes into the phone. If I would have just waited just a little bit longer, I would have gotten taken care of. So we need to stop being impatient. So how often times we leave our position and the Lord finds us gone when he arrives with the answer. His position was also correct because he expected God to correct him. It says he didn't ask this question because he thought God was wrong and had to explain himself. He asked it because he knew that he was wrong and he needed to be corrected. Sometimes I, I do wish I had Habakkuk's spirit. You know, how, many, uh, some, how many of us wish for a spirit like him, like his? Amen? You know, I do struggle with correction. And Pastor Israel knows that very well. When he comes to me, it's hard for me to say... <laughs> Yes, babe, you know, I was wrong. No, I'm here, like, defending myself and coming up with excuses. And, no, this happened because this. I reacted like this because you did this. Um, And we just find that. But we need to be vulnerable to correction. Amen? Especially from the Lord because we always know he's always right. We're the ones that are wrong. (laughs) His question was his invitation to God saying, God, I don't understand what you're doing, but I know that you are right in all things. Please speak to me and correct me. Amen. So sometimes when we go to our secret place and position ourselves, we need to position ourselves in a manner that I'm going to be corrected. You know, I'm going to be adjusted to what he wants. How many of us are willing to put our pride to the side to clearly hear what the Lord is trying to say? We must position ourselves to hear him clearly. You know, and our positions might differ um, depending on our need or calling for God. You know, not always it's going to be Habakkuk going up to the tower. Amen. Sometimes it's like Zacchaeus climbing a fig tree. Um, The man with the withered hand had to stretch and position his arm for healing. The paralyzed man was taken through the roof to reach Jesus. The woman of the blood flow had to position herself in the ground and crawl to reach his garment. Amen. So it might look different for all of us. But what are you willing to do to receive from him? Are you going to do what it takes to position yourself to hear and receive from the Lord? Amen. I feel like some of us need to be waking up a little bit. So tell your neighbor, position yourself. 
Position yourself. Tell it to yourself. Sometimes I need to be reminding myself. Stephanie, position yourself so you can hear from God clearly. Amen. Put my pride to the side. My wants and my needs, put it to the side to hear clearly from him. Amen. My second point is resistance. Stretch one more degree. Resistance. So during this pregnancy, I've been having to do a lot of stretches. He's a difficult one. Nothing like the girls at all. Um, he's going into places where I've never expected so early. Um, and on the other day, he literally had me paralyzed. My sciatic nerve was just pinched. I couldn't even move my leg forward. So I did have to do some stretching. Um, and we all know stretching hurts for my working out people. Stretching hurts. You know, when we stretch, it must hurt to know that we're actually doing it right. You know? I know, like, at my school, I have the kids sometimes stretch out before we do work so they could wake up. So I'll be having them touch their toes. Obviously, I just stay like this, you know. <laughs> I can't really reach that far down. But we know if I'm just doing that, we know we ain't getting a stretch. You know you have to stretch it and feel it back here to know that it is working. And why, what happens if we don't stretch? What happens if we don't stretch? We know that the muscles shorten and become tight. Then when you call on the muscle for activity, they are weak and unable to extend all the way. I have seen it with my own eyes with Pastor Israel. Amen. Pastor doesn't stretch, you hear the complaints later. He can't get to bed, he can't sit on the toilet. Um, <laughs> you know, he's not able to get the, that workout he did, lifting what, the two, two something? Yeah, he's not able to do it the next day, but it's because he didn't take his time to stretch prior to the workout. You know, we cannot be resistant if we don't first position ourselves to hear and seek God. So what am I trying to say by why is it that we need to stretch? Why is it that we need to seek God prior to anything in our daily lives? Because it's going to hurt worse and it's not going to be effective. You know? Because when battles come our way on our activity or having to deal with our bosses, having to deal with our children dealing with our spouses, dealing with family drama, a death in the family, someone that is sick. We are completely torn already. We are weak. We lack strength. We lack mobility. We will not be able to extend all the way to the purpose God has for us. And this is because we did not take our time to do those stretches. We did not take the time to push that a little bit farther. We were not resistant. We can accomplish so much more if we were to resist and stretch one more degree. You know, instead of just staying halfway, let's just stretch that just a little bit more to get that good stretch. You know, some of us think that there's nothing meaningful about one degree. You know, sometimes that's all we're able to give at times. Just 1%. Just one step daily. But sometimes that's 
That's all God is really asking us for. Amen? For our effort. Does he need us to do it? Of course not. You know, he is Elohim, El Shaddai, Elohim, El Roy, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, our Messiah. He does not need us at all. But isn't God such a gentleman? He's such a gentleman that he allows and gives us self-dominion to do these things. Just a small amount of effort can make a huge difference. I don't know if you have heard the story before um, about a lady that had a pet snake. Um, and she would leave it loose. I don't know why. She's crazy. Um, but, you know, she would lay in her bed. And every day, the snake would just kind of stretch herself laying next to her. Oh, look at that. Oh, he's probably trying to cuddle with me or keep me company. No. Every day, the snake measured and measured and stretched and stretched and kept going and kept stretching until the point that he was the size of the lady. And he was just measuring her up to see when is it my time to swallow her up. Amen. So what am I saying? That that, that snake was consistent and he was resistant and kept giving that one extra stretch each and every day uh, for it to achieve its purpose. Um, you see, it takes one sperm cell to reach one egg to fertilize it and to produce life. It takes one degree for a right angle to become obtuse. In any race that you see, even if there's one person ahead just an inch, that is considered the winner. It takes water one more degree for it to boil. Hot water is at 211 degrees Fahrenheit. At 212 degrees Fahrenheit, water boils. Just that one difference can make a huge impact and change. We all know that it's a sin, right, to place pasta on hot water. You need to wait for it to boil. For my pasta fans out there, amen? We want it al dente. Even having a walk a day, just one walk a day can expend your life up to 25% more. So let's start walking, people, including me. Amen. <laughs> one degree can make a huge difference. The book of Habakkuk affirms that God is sovereign and omnipotent, and he has all things under control. We just need to resist and know he is at work. He is who he says he is and does, and does keep his promises. He will punish the wicked, even when we cannot see evidence of his dominion. God is still on the throne of the universe. We need to resist the devil, wait on the Lord, and continue to stretch to our purpose. Amen. My third point is be ready for transformation. Our process is not our own understanding. In the end of it all, it is it's to give him glory. So what we go through, is not we, we shouldn't be able to understand it. We're not. If we understand it, we will run away immediately from it. But at the end, it's to give him the glory. And this is what was happening right now with, with Habakkuk. He was frustrated about what was going on to the people and why God was doing it the way he was doing it. But God knows everything. 
We must be obedient even if it sounds ridiculous to our ears. Amen. How many of you, like God has spoken to you and you're like, nah, that's not you. Nah, that's crazy. That would never be me. I'm one of those people. Amen. Um, so there is a story of a man on a train. There was this old man on a train. And he automatically just spontaneously heard the word of God, causing him to get up off his feet and say, God is coming soon. He is coming soon. And once again, he sat, but he kept filling in his spirit. God telling him, you need to get up and you need to say this. God is coming soon. And so this lady gets up, annoyed, you know, very upset. Shut up. Sit down. No one wants to hear you. And kept constantly doing that. Um, and she was accompanied by her younger son. Amen. And all of a sudden, her son stands up and says, Mom, stop. He was sent by God to say this. He was sent by God to say this. All of a sudden, the woman falls to her knees in tears and, in, in cry, and like, you know, crying hysterically. And the man said, like, what's wrong? What's going on? And the woman speaks and says, you don't understand. My son has never spoken a word until today. So sometimes there is a miracle within a miracle. You know, sometimes we, we ask ourselves, God, why, why, but why do I have to do this? You don't know the purpose that God has behind every situation. There was another instance um, with a lady that was driving down the highway, and God spoke to her saying, you need to stop at this 7-Eleven and do a headstand. A headstand. She was just confused. I'm like, God, that, you know, that's ridiculous. How am I going to stop, first of all, in this gas station that I don't even know the area really, and you expecting me to do a headstand? I don't know. Just a headstand. What does that have to do with you, with your word, with any of that? So, but she was obedient to his calling. So she pulls over on the 7-Eleven sign. She just goes, okay, here it goes, God. This is what you told me to do. So I'm just going to do it because I'm trying to be obedient to your word. And she goes and, you know, does a headstand. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this lady comes out running towards her in tears and crying. Uh, you know, the lady was confused. Like, what's going on? Like, am I offending you doing a headstand? Are you upset? And he's like, and she's like, you don't understand. I had asked God while I pulled here that I needed to know that he was real. And if he proves to me that he is real, he will have somebody do a random headstand here where he asked. Because I was going to take my life if that didn't happen. So sometimes we, you know, we think we're doing silly stuff. But God knows everything. He's sovereign. Amen. So we just have to be obedient to his calling. We have to be ready for that transformation because he might not be at the end for us, but he might be for someone else. And when that some, something else happens, God just gives you another boost of energy, another boost of greater faith. Amen. Habakkuk struggled with this. You know, he was looking for answers, but in the end, he acknowledged he needed to be corrected and understood that God has it all under control. So this is what the Lord's answer was to him. I'm going to reread Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 to 3. It says, Then the Lord replied, 
write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks on the end of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. Will certainly come and will not delay. So we, uh, we find out here that he first had to experience it for himself. We cannot go on, you know, preaching without experiencing it first. Sometimes we go through a lot of trials and tribulations, but there's a purpose behind it. Amen. Then he had to make it, make it plain. And then when we talk about plain, uh, what, in the Bible what it's meaning, it says as clear as possible. He then had to make a permanent impact on his listeners. It says, run with it. Those who read it will make rapid progress. And this has me thinking that, you know, it says that, that he may run who reads it. It doesn't say that he who runs may read it. Amen. This reminds me of us being, um, you know, waiting to be prepared. A lot of us wait, no, I need to be 100% certain. I need to know the Bible from beginning to end. Um, you know, I need to know what it means. I need to have a diploma. I need to have certification. I need to have a title. Then when I have all those things, then I will do it. But even the Word of God is saying here that he may run who reads it. Amen. The word itself is the one that keeps us going and keeps us running. But that he may run who reads it. The running is the activity, it's the progress, which only comes from God's word. That's what keeps us going on an everyday basis. And to close, um, Habakkuk 3 verse 19 says the sovereign lord is my strength he make my feet like the feet of a deer he enables me to treat to tread on the heights amen so in the beginning when i had read the verse i'm like a deer but deers have skinny legs i'm like why is he gonna compare like to the feet of a deer you know but then as I meditated on the word, um, you know, and received revelation through reading, it says, he will make my feet like deer's feet. And Habakkuk thought of the deer running through and about on the high hills, never losing a step and never falling. More than that, the deer positively dance and leap on the hills. They are full of life and joy. With that in mind, the prophet proclaimed, God will also set my steps firmly and full of life as I trust in him. He will not allow me to slip or fall, and I will do more than merely plob along. I will skip about with life and joy. Amen. So that's Habakkuk 3.19. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He make my feet of it like a deer he enables me to tread on the heights amen god will take us to new heights 
We just have to trust in him. We have to believe in him. We have to be obedient. Amen. So position yourself to hear from God. Making it purposeful, meaningful. Not just a checkoff list. Resist. Because this is not an easy walk. We need to resist and we need to stretch. Resist and stretch to get results. And then once we continue to do that, we are going to be ready for transformation and see results. And we don't keep this word just to ourselves or this process. We are now equipped with the right tools, experiences to teach and push others to do that. Amen. All right. So that was what the Lord had for me today. Not that long. I promised that I wasn't going to take a song as pastor. Amen. So if you could all stand to your feet so we can pray. Amen. Dear God, we continue in your presence, Lord. We want to thank you for the word that you have delivered today. I have delivered it just as you have informed me to, God. May this word continue to penetrate the hearts, mind, and souls of everyone in this place. God, please help us adjust and reposition ourselves to hear clearly from you, God. Knowing that you're sovereign, all-knowing, God. Help us in this walk. We know it's not easy, God, but with you holding our hand, we are more than capable of anything and everything. We are waiting for that transformation, God. We are waiting to hear from you. And whatever you do, even if it's out of our own understanding, we know it's for a purpose, God. Thank you, God, for this word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you would like to learn more about who we are and what we believe at Freedom Church, then make sure you visit our website at freedomchurchfamily.com. You will find it easy to invest in this ministry as well as be a part of our upcoming events. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this one. We pray you accept this gift of freedom and share it with someone you know.